You're listening to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions, and I'm your host, Michelle Dawes-Burke. Fasten your seatbelts as it's sure to be an informative discussion and conversation. Keep in mind that we are not perfect, but we're empowered. Enjoy. Good afternoon and welcome to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions. I am your host, Michelle Dosbert, and as always, I'm super excited to be hey! here. Yay! You know, <laughs> I got somebody in the studio with me today. It's been a long, it's been a long time since I had somebody <laughs> here with me. I'm so excited. Yes, yes, and we're going to get to her in just a second. It is Father's Day. Happy Yay! Father's Day. Fathers. Yes, yes, yes. We want to show the same amount of excitement for our fathers as we do for the moms. Thank you, dads, all the dads that are celebrating today. Uh, we thank you so much much for your sacrifice, your commitment, just loving on your family, your kids. Uh, It's just a beautiful day here. It was a lot of storms last night, um, but the weather has cleared up just just a few moments ago. Mm -hmm. And so um, when I finish today's show, I'm heading down to Centennial Park with Real Men Cook. Yay! Real Real Men Cook! cook. Real Men Cook. And so we'll be down there serving the men. You know, there'll be a lot of food there. Great opportunity for families to get together. So it's just a beautiful day here in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. But without any further ado, let me just thank all of the new listeners that are checking us out today. Thank you so much for leaning in, spending the afternoon checking us out. Let me give you a little background about what Real Chicks Rock is all about. We are all about creatively collaborating and connecting to raise awareness regarding issues that impact women. And we do it by way of community service, engagement, public speaking, mentoring, workshops, and the media, the arts, which is this platform right here. Today, we are going to talk to some people that love what they do. Yeah, we talk about serious issues from politics to financial wealth and management to education. And then there's a softer side. There's the entertainment side. There are people that I believe that are doing legendary work because they love what they do so much. They're so passionate. And today is no exception. Today, we are talking to people that they just love to tickle the keys, right? These yes. are two musicians <laughs> that I know that love what they do so much. Here in the studio with me is Tammy Harper, and my other guest is John Adams by Zoom. Hi, John. Hey, John. How are you? How are you as everybody? Yes, we are doing good. great. Thank you Thank so you. much for joining us. Hey, John, I'm going to start with you. And I got a secret that I didn't even tell Tammy. I didn't tell I didn't tell anybody that we are family. We I, are that you family. are my cousin. Hey. You are my cousin. Right on. Hi, cousin. Right. <laughs> How you doing, right. cousin? Tell the people a little bit about yourself, John. Well, uh, I'm uh, born and raised in the Bronx, but I'm I'm double Jamaican on both sides of the family. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you know. Uh, uh, Michelle is uh, my cousin from my mother's side, mm-hmm. and her aunt. You know, like, well, they have the twins. Twins run in the family, mm-hmm. so so uh, there were twins that were uh, my first cousins that didn't survive in Jamaica, but the others, Beverly and Sheila. Uh, Sheila is um, Michelle's mom. Those are twins that came to America, I think, in their early teens. Yes. Or, or and uh, and Beverly is my first piano teacher. Hi, Auntie so Beth. <laughs> yeah. So there was a piano. There was a uh, a piano that somebody gifted us uh, while we were living in the North Bronx uh, in the Edenwall project. Uh, and um, I was about six, and I think my mother said. I um, he's not banging. He's doing something. It's not, it, it's not just like how kids do like that. So, and also, since my mother is so left-handed and uh, didn't want me to be the same, he said, "Well, maybe if I, if I have him learn piano, he won't be as left-handed as me." Okay. So, at six, uh, Michelle's uh, aunt Bev was. Uh, was my first piano teacher. Uh, yeah. The other thing about the, about the twins thing, uh, Aunt Bev, you know, had two sets of twins back yeah. to back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. twins running the family. That is that is correct, John. Let, so thank you for that. So Tammy, tell tell the people a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, I'm from the suburbs of Philadelphia mm-hmm. in Ben Salem, PA. Right. 
I've been in Atlanta for now over 30 years. Um, I came here to go to the greatest school in the world, Spelman College. I'm a proud graduate um, with a Bachelor of Arts degree in music. And nowadays, I am a, a full-time musician and a music executive. So maybe we'll talk more about that later. And a proud mommy to a 14-year-old named Gabby, who's an amazing yeah. dancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, John, you, you went to uh, Art and Design High School, right? Did you not? Yeah, I did. Right. So tell, tell us a little bit about what was it like growing up? as a child in your neighborhood, just kind of set the stage for us and maybe lean in on your musical inspirations during that time? Well, let's to, to, to encapsulate it, you know, I started uh, kindergarten in 1956, 57. So that's only two years, two or three years after Brown versus uh, education. Gotcha. Uh, Board of Education. Mm-hmm. And uh, the project I was in, had a had an elementary school that was walking distance, like right down the block. But I got bused to school, and I bused to a school um, that was in another neighborhood in order to uh, to take care of the, the that Supreme Court thing. Mm-hmm. And it was a good school, uh, and so I grew up with everybody. And also, post World War II and Korean War, the project weren't necessarily just for black people. It was mm-hmm. for people upper middle class, uh, uh, lower middle class going to move up because they were still the, I would say, the uh, the fallacy of moving upward, for, you know, in, in society just by doing the right thing, right. which we, you know, which I think we can debate that. And uh, so I had Jewish neighbors, I had Italian neighbors, I had Puerto Rican neighbors. And, and, and we all went to school together. Mm-hmm. We played outside, all all of that. Mm-hmm. So moving forward to that school, you know, after I showed some interest with uh, with Bev, uh, she and there was a teacher that came to our school and said, "Well, I'll teach after school piano." And she didn't have a piano, but she had. She started us on a cardboard thing. Just to get us to get to to get the fingering, and then I said, "Well, I got to be out with home." And my mom, was, so that teacher, Mrs. Mrs. Vosku, I don't know what happened to her now, but since that many years ago, uh, she taught me from uh, until like uh, 1964, five. You know, mm-hmm. so this is like three, four years, mm-hmm. and I learned to read and, and, and to play. But I had a very good ear. So 64, 65, that's the that's the heart of Motown. I'm sorry, you know. Right. So I'm so I'm in Ele- I'm in junior high school, uh, uh, junior, uh, uh, John Philip Sousa High School, uh, JF Junior High School 142, mm-hmm. and uh, I started buying records at Alexander's and um, Fordham Road and yeah. everything, and bringing them home and learning to play them. Wow. And so uh, that brought me that brought me to. Uh, be able to play with other guys who are starting to be in a band as part of a another organization that, that adults put together to help the youth called the Youth Leadership Foundation, for, for which uh, uh, that's how I met Ray Chu. Ray Chu was part of that. But, you know, I've known him since he was six. He's mm. younger than, than, than me by about six or seven years. So, so that organization, that was my first band in 1967. Wow. You know. At, but at the same time, I wanted to be an architect because when I went to Jamaica, I saw uh, our, our cousin Victor was uh, was in uh, was in construction, and mm-hmm. also someone else who were, were, that I stayed with uh, was into construction and uh, and drafting. Mm-hmm. So one of my, my friends during the project that was also part of the organization said, oh, "You should come here because you can draw." So you, uh, I uh, I took the exam and was accepted to high school of art and design. And studied architecture there, and then, and and then later uh, graduated from there. Took the entrance exam to Cooper Union mm. for architecture. Wow! Which is in which is in the village. Wow! Awesome stuff, John. Awesome. We're going to talk about more of your experiences with the band in just a moment. Mm-hmm. Tammy, for you, growing up as a child in your neighborhood, what was that like? And what were some of your musical <laughs> influences back then? 
Um, well, our neighborhood was a small neighborhood centered around our church, St. Matthew United Methodist Church in Trevos, PA. And it was cool because we lived down the street, mm-hmm. and my birth mother, rest in peace, she played the piano and sang. Okay. My grandfather, Consolo Mozart Myers, played the piano and sang. Mozart Can Myers? Can you believe that? That yes. was his name? A black man with the middle name Mozart, yes. Wow. And he so, was serious. Yes. They knew. They, <laughs> they knew. knew. Okay. So it's in my, in my bloodline. So yeah. they both played the piano and the organ and sang, and so... Apparently, when my mother passed when I was three, they said, Tammy's playing the piano. No, she isn't, but apparently I was at three. (laughs) And then um, once I was around seven, that's when I started taking lessons. We had a piano store at the mall. And another lady named Mrs. Dees that lived in the neighborhood. And this cool man that would come to the house and I could play some other kind of stuff. So I just took regular weekly lessons, went through the John Thompson book. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I got to, um, you remember those, the red books? The red books. They were yeah. on point. Um, they, you know, they led the way. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because, you know, John, I didn't hardly practice nothing. You know what I mean? Like, I just opened a book and play. Then one day I got to Spelman College and Dr. Joyce Fence Johnston, and she said, cut those nails and get in the practice room. I still got nails. I'm a rebel. I still play with long fingernails. I cut them when I have classical to play. But um, then I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm actually practicing two hours a day, seven days a week. So going from zero with nothingness to 14 hours of practicing classical music. So Dr. Johnston changed my life, and then my musicianship went way, way up. So when I was a go. child, it was just playing in the church. All of our family, we had a family group called the Third Generation. Mm-hmm. We were came in third place in the Kentucky Fried Chicken Gospel Contest, <laughs> probably in the early 80s. Can you believe that? We were beat out by a barbershop quartet. You know, there's a grown men beat us out. We were little, you know, little children. Uh, <laughs> but we were singing in three-part harmony back then. And so it was really our family, our family choirs, yeah. our church choirs um, in yeah. high school. You know, doing my thing, still doing music in the course. And then once I got to college, then formalized, more formalized training, being in the Spelman College Glee Club. And, uh, you know, just a just a beautiful life full of music. And that's just up to age 21. And right. then, of course, the next 30 years after that. So when you went first... 30 years? Yeah. You only got 30 years Yeah, old. yeah, yeah. Man, yeah, I don't, yeah. I'm going to tell you, brother, I'm 50 years old. Hey! <laughs> hey! <laughs> So, so, Tammy, share with us some of your musical influences when you first started playing the piano. Um, well, first, it would definitely be my birth mother. Even though I was so little, mm-hmm. um, she was one. Her name was Victoria Myers Harper. Um, and my grandpa, Consolo Mozart Myers. Then, once you get into the teenage years, yeah. I don't know about you, John, but that's when I started buying sheet music. Even though I had an ear like you. But I wanted mm-hmm. to play All This Love the way Elder Barge played it. I wanted to play Ribbon in the Sky the way Stevie played it. And I even mm-hmm. bought, um, it was a, a song by Rick James. And uh, it was, oh, Ebony Eyes. I don't remember that from the 80s. Oh, yeah. So I was buying sheet music so I could play it like them. And, I mean, all these years later, I can still play it the same exact way. When I play Ribbon in the Sky, we play... Um, and there was another one um, by DeBarge, either like Stay This Way or something like that, that you play them and it sounds exactly like the record because they're pianists who wrote the songs, you know what I mean? So yes, those are some of my early influences. Stevie Wonder, I have an anthology right now. You know those songs yeah. in those hard keys. I kind of turn those pages. The hard keys. Oh, you, mean, uh, you mean an E flat and D flat and all that Yes. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> yes, I sometimes turn those pages because my brain don't want to do it. You know, but um, but oh my goodness, that anthology, and you just see all that brilliance came right out of Stevie. Um, That's right. Song after song after song after song. You know what I mean? It's so, a, yes. it, it sounds like for both of you, because you guys can learn music, you guys are trained, I guess, by your ear. So learning the music, mu- learning a piano, a musical instrument was not hard for you. Is that a safe assumption? Or just, it's a safe. It, it, it came, just, it came just natural, John. It natural. just came natural for you, right? More or less. Right? More yeah, it was easy. No, yeah, really. no, no <laughs> Until I got to college, it felt easy. No, you know, it's incredible because most of us we just don't have that, so it's always a it's always a challenge and a struggle. Mm-hmm. So I want to kind of I want to move a little forward here, um, especially with you, John, because since we're family, we have some memories, right? 
And yeah, I remember yeah. as a kid, and just by the way, I used to play the piano too, not as well as you guys. Um, <laughs> right, because right, there's a grand piano in the house. Yeah, we had a piano in the house. Uh, rest in peace, my grandmother, Daphne Alberta Rod, who was like, you're going to learn how to play an instrument. So my sister Joanne played piano, then I played piano, and then I moved on to playing the violin. So I, I know, but I didn't have the ear for the piano. I just did what I did <laughs> through the lessons and that type of thing. But John, what I remember... Um, especially with you, is that when we were at your um, Aunt Alma's house, right, and in the basement, that's where the record playing took place and a lot of dancing took place. And I remember this one time, John, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you pulled out some vinyl and on it had this asymmetrical design on the cover, a a round, Mm -hmm. a square, and a rectangle, and the name of the group was called Change. Oh yeah, you yeah, remember yeah. that? Give it and and fill me in. What did you play a part in that album? If I remember, maybe I'm I'm out of pocket. Tell me what. Tell me why that album was so so significant for us that day. Well, I pulled that out because uh, that had to be at least 1981. Yes, between just to fill in some of the gap between. Uh, 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 I left. I left. Uh, um, I left uh, the uh, Cooper Union because. I didn't like the way they were teaching, you know, architecture, and they didn't, you know, I didn't fit their uh, their program of what they wanted to see. So then I, at that time, they had open enrollment at City College, over at all the city universities. Okay. So with, so I worked for a little time, and then I then I went to uh, I went to City College, and my mother <laughs> my mother thought that I was, you know, that it was a mistake. And mm-hmm. oh, she said, oh God, you're going to eat paint, you know, because everybody <laughs> because. You know, musicians very often starve. I said, "My right. mom, you always told me what I'll do. I can do whatever I put my mind to." So, mm-hmm. long story short, I ended up getting a bachelor of fine arts in in, uh, in music and uh, you know, especially in jazz arranging. Nice. You know, so I went to write and arrange for a twenty-piece band. You know, some 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 of those whose members are also you know famous and well known. So, uh, by that time, uh, by the time I got out of college, you know, I started in I started the tour. Mm. I, I, I started with a group called uh, Ecstasy, Passion, and Pain. Yes, yes. And, you know, and and because I replaced somebody, and then that that brought me to uh, uh, another person. Uh, how to had another group who uh, who had another group whose piano player uh, left, and I had I brought my gear over to that house and we practiced and we finished the record, but it never got released because. I filled that job well. That ended up. This is seventy six, seventy seven. That put me to uh, replace it to place that same guy on Broadway in Arms to Short the Box with God. Nice. Which awesome. Well, the nice. show. So, so I be. I ended up being. I ended up being. You know, I ended up being. Uh, you know, uh, assistant conductor, and I conducted that show. Uh, you know, twenty times. So moving forward to to your to your thing. There were other groups that I beat that that I that we can fill in later, but um, I had a the the uh, the group change was a, was a that album the geometric shapes that was what what they used to do call a producer's record that had that they had different artists but one concept from the from the uh, from the writers and so you know uh, Jocelyn Brown was on that record you know then uh, the first record had two songs by by uh, um, what's the my, <laughs> the name went out of my head? Uh, uh, Vandross. He sang two songs on that record, and they became hits. But but he couldn't but he couldn't be the band leader. I mean he he couldn't leave and and front that group, so he never did. So they did the second record, and they wanted to put a band together, and I ended up being in the band mm. in '81. In '81. Do that. We opened for we opened for Rick James when he had that big record. That's yeah, awesome. That's uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's incredible. T- share with us a couple of the groups, if you don't mind, that you've had the opportunity to work with. Okay, uh, with Ecstasy, Passion, Pain. Uh, let's see, uh, uh, Change. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, these guys from Philly. Tempest and <laughs> <laughs> Double exposure. Yeah, yeah double exposure. Was, we went, I went to, that's the first time I went to Africa with them. Wow. Nice. 
and that, yeah, that's that's 79 uh 80 and 81 that's that's the change um i was with uh and then 82 82 i was with uh phyllis hyman mm. Mm. and then and moved from phyllis hyman to uh to to uh hush production who that's charles huggins that's his brother charles was married to uh melba moore and at the time they also had uh you know uh Gene Carr and mm. you know Frida Frida Payne, nice. but all but under them, you know they ended up having uh, Kashif in there mm. and Paul Lawrence Jones. Mm. So 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 while I was there, someone else brought me in, and when he left, I ended up I was there from '82 to '85. So I ended up being the musical director for uh, Noble Moore, for Lilo Thomas, and for Freddie Jackson. Nice, nice, nice. You know. So, so, so that brings us to like '86, and then after that, uh, um, I did something with uh, Angela Bofield, uh-huh. you know. And then moving into the '90s, uh, something more people know. I was the original musical director for Keith Sweat for two tours. Nice, nice. You know, so, so he did the first album. He all that was all Teddy Riley, but the second album, uh, the band played on that one. And on the third album, uh, you know, I, I co-wrote a tune with him. So that's the basis of like 92-ish, you know. But I, I've had opportunity to play, when I was with, the, oh yeah, when I was with Arm uh, Shore, we ended up playing uh, for President Carter uh, on the on the, in the White House. Nice. Uh, because I was with, uh, um, I was with uh, Misha Parrish from London, I ended up playing, playing for, the Princess Trust, and that put me in front of. Uh, I met you uh, played for Prince, Prince Charles and Lady Di, and we ended up either meeting them wow. in the you know in the dressing awesome. room. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> you know it's a lot of stuff. So that that brings you to like a lot 90. of a lot of great groups, a lot of great groups, John. Thank you for that, Tammy. Share with us what was your first professional gig, and what was it like mm. for you? You know, the irony is I graduated from Spelman, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I was in a band called Ooh. Hip Chick, Seven Hip Women Chick. of Color. Okay. And we booked a tour for the DOD, which is the Department of Defense. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, what? <laughs> <laughs> so Honduras, Panama, Puerto Rico, Antigua, and wow. uh, Bermuda. So, you know, 21 years old, like, what? And so we practiced, like, six hours a day. No, no, no. Seven to midnight, six days a week. So we knew that, the well, most of us knew the music back and front and had our routines and everything. And we did covers. So just imagine you go to Honduras and you're on the military base and all you see is men. Hey! hey. So seven women, <laughs> all these men. Hey, I'm saying hi to my Facebook family. Hi, you guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you know how much fun that was. <laughs> and the first set, all the men were in the back of the room and we're in the front. By the time the second set, they were like right in front of us. And, you know, this is 92. So we were doing songs like um, Real Love, Mary J. Blige. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, we did uh, Get It Up. You know, Get It Up. Get mm-hmm. ready for, even though it was a Prince original. Uh, <laughs> we did all kinds of stuff because TLC also brought that song back. And um, so, as my first professional gig, it was nice to get paid. Yeah. And I sent the money back to my sister, who, of course, spent all the money. Sorry, Melissa, yeah, I called you out. Melissa, she called you out, <laughs> Melissa, she did. Yeah. I was like, Melissa, where's our money? But anyway, <laughs> but it was fantastic. So, that was a three week tour, mm. October of 92. Um, and then I'm just gonna mention one more story. So that band broke up. Then I was in a second band called Van Gogh, who was featuring Van Hunt. I think many of you guys know he's a national recording yeah, artist. Yeah. Um, but at the time in the band, I'm like, he's a genius. This just ain't gonna last. And I don't like to talk about stuff like that, but that's exactly what happened. We auditioned for Dion Ferris and she took Van away and our band just kind of split up. Aww. So after two bands, it didn't really go. That's like, maybe I should just get a job. So that's why I fell into human resources and did music on the side. Okay. So later we'll talk some my week as we go further into our <laughs> lives. But yes, that was my first professional gig on tour. Now, so Tammy, do you find, did you find that you got more of your support from home or through school or who, where did you get most of your support? You know, 
Mm. That's and it's funny you're asking because once you as you move from place to place, so while you're in school, you're getting support from your teachers, your fellow students, your family. Now you're an adult, you graduated. Yeah. So my sister, Melissa, she's been there the whole time. So my sister, my parents. But then if you're in a band situation and you were abroad, then it's your bandmates. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And your manager. Mm -hmm. um, And then the support as you keep on going happens to be your friends, too. Right. Because I don't want to say necessarily fans, but friends that care so much, they actually do come out to your gigs, you know. Um, Some of them are right here. I'm going to call y'all out. Anne, Erica, Sarah, Mark, my sister's there somewhere. I think I see (laughs) Renee in a teeny tiny little picture. Letitia. So you have your friends that gig after gig after gig, they keep on coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it turns into your friend support because I've been, I came straight, straight from Philly down to the A. I've been here ever since. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all the rest of my family for the most part is somewhere else. So it was nice to have the support of my sister, my friends, and, um, and people who just love music. Um, most of the people that support me are not even musicians, just music enthusiasts, you know, which I'm sure you've encountered that too, John, that it's not always the musicians. It's the people that love what you do. They love you, and then they want to support what you do for the love of music. So we get like a combo deal of love, you know what I mean? That's Because right. uh, there's, there's always going to be strangers that don't know you at all that still come out. Then they become a fan later as well. Mm-hmm. John, yeah. you've, you've been able to curate a beautiful footprint um, with your experience. I know that the relationships that you have are still vibrant and good. I see the love that you get on social media when you oh, post you. some pictures and, you know, remembering some, some group photos and things of that nature. I know it's been good. Share with us, John, life on the road, the good and the bad and the ugly. Would you, would you do it again? Are you still on the road? Tell us a little bit about that experience. Well, I would do it again. Um, I just, uh, I just have, uh, I just have uh, a, a tighter criteria, and I also have, uh, you know, there's there's things I won't do. In other words, what, what usually happens is if folks, like almost anything else, if folks are looking to exploit you, they want to make you feel that if you don't do this, or if you don't if you don't work with me, or if you don't go for what these parameters are, mm-hmm. you'll never work again. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's true. I will always work as long as I have yes, talent, as yes. long as I'm breathing. Yes. So, my, so that so my talent makes me makes me viable to somebody. And um, I think, like with any job, the job has parameters for you in order to do the job. But you have parameters for them mm-hmm. that they need to record, that they need to that they need to uh, ascribe to. That makes it. Uh, that, that, that makes it viable for you. In other words, they can't decide to pay you any way they want to pay you and how they want to pay you. We, you know, there has to be an agreement. <clears throat> excuse me. There has to be an agreement uh, on how you get paid and and under under what circumstances. Uh, one of the biggest things that uh, that I that I would that I used to like rail at is that folks in charge can monopolize or or uh, waste your time, mm-hmm. waste your time. However, with no consequence. However, if you are late, they want to dock you. Right. Well, well, okay. You, okay. If you the best situation like that was when we were changed. The 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 person in charge of that was the was the road manager. If he docked us, that went to food on the bus. I can go for that. Mm. But but if if we're in rehearsal. The, the management makes you wait, and you, you're waiting, waiting, waiting. But, but they don't get docked. But if, but if uh, you waste your ten minutes late, they want to dock you. They mm. get to keep the money. Uh, mm, I'm right. not kind of. I'm, right. I'm not feeling that so so much because there's no reciprocity in accountability. So mm. the lack of accountability often in some of the uh, the, the upward levels of, of an organization on the road can be can be can be problematic, but I, you know, I just don't, you know, I'm flexible and I don't, and I don't, you know, uh, uh, get, get angry or, or yell and scream. I just go, well, I'm going home. Yeah. 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 Or I'm not doing, or I'm not doing that. So in terms of the future, there are a couple of situations that look like could be very lucrative. 
So we're, we're, you know, I'm, you know, I'm getting ready to play for some of them. I got rehearsal after this. Yes, you do. I know. I know. I'm not going to hold you too long, but yeah. <laughs> so, so, but that situation is very, very uh, lucrative, Senator. So uh, and we have a road thing we're going on next week, and that looks like it. It's, that looks like it's in good shape. Good. That looks like it's in good shape. Good for you. Good. I want to ask you this, John, because you've done so many different things. You've written music and you've been a musical director. What, which one do you like better or more? You like writing, producing the music more or being that musical director? What's your fave? I like it all. I mean, it depends mm-hmm. on the situation. I, I think um, I, I, I've, I've been in a position the, the time that I started, that I really started touring <clears throat> was when they started to get, uh, even when I wasn't musical director, it, it required uh, two keyboard players. So I'm used to working as in a, in a group to make the thing happen. Right. So I, but also as a as a band leader, I, I like to help the progress and direction without, without necessarily having to tell everyone what exactly to do or 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 you know. So there's always room after when you're doing when you're doing music for that person's individual uh, expression. Yeah. So you know, even if it's for a record, because you know, uh, uh, when you when you were when you perform a record live, it, you know it's changed a little bit now. But when you perform a record live, most artists, if they're creative, wanted to wanted to expand from that. I think a good example of that is, is uh, Jill Scott. Uh-huh. Jill Scott is very 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 you know uh, 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 flexible. She did the record okay. And and it's a great record, but when she does it live, it goes. It's oh totally yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. And you really, I mean, actually, John, you like hope for that. You know what I mean? Could you imagine exactly. if you were responsible? You play this on horns. You do this. You're almost like in the name of Jesus. Come on in the room, <laughs> and then when you know the horns, they blow. I'm like, oh snap! You know, because they are that good and they are that creative. That you're That's just right. like you're saying you're giving the direction. You don't have to say play these notes, do this. It's a more you know. That's the part mm-hmm. that I like. I've been to plenty of plenty of shows, and you can see who yeah. the who's giving the direction, and that you can yeah. sell the parts where people have the opportunity to breathe. We'll say, you know what I mean? That's correct. Um, That's right. Yeah, I wish I would have seen you out somewhere. So you may have to tell me on the side where you're gonna be. Well, so I can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're gonna have to go to you. New York too, right? Yeah, my daughter wants to go. I'll go to New York. <laughs> so Tammy, for you, you are a musician. You during the green room setup, you're singing la 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 la. You sing. <laughs> so where are you now? Because I heard music executive. So tell us a little bit. How did you get into that space? You know what? That was the grace of God, okay. literally. So, and many of you guys know already, but in 2011. Like, literally, I was at my job for, I guess at that time, 14 years. And everybody knew I worked in human resources, but I was also a musician. Mm -hmm. And I just started getting those feelings like, oh, I just really want to do music. And I went to go talk to my senior VP. And she's like, Tammy, let's talk about your career. And I was going to give some BS answer, which really isn't even me. But Mm -hmm. I couldn't even open my mouth. And God said in this ear, it's time. And, he, and then I looked at her and I said, I'm not supposed to be here. And the tears fell. She said, Tammy, I didn't mean to make you cry. I said, I'm leaving, just not today. Okay. And like nine months after that, March 30th, 2012, mm-hmm. Revolution Day, Revelation Day, Freedom Day. Gonna call it. it wasn't Juneteenth, but it was Freedom Day. And so now we're at the nine-year mark. So nine years of being a full-time musician. Right. Then um, eight, year, uh, eight months ago, I'm walking these streets just exercising. God, I feel like I want more. Whatever more looks like, I don't know. Then the same posters I look at every day, I see one that says A&R. What? Yeah. Let me, I can do this. <laughs> Interview. And he said, Tammy, the CEO, you got to make a choice. You want to be an artist or a music executive? Oh, snap. I'm going to pray about it and come back to you, brother. So I was like, yeah. man, I can do both. So I am still a musician. I am a music executive. So to answer the question, I'm a VP of A&R. Mm-hmm. So A&R is artist and repertoire, for those who don't know. 
of artist development with a company called Wealth Nation, an artist development and brand management company. So I started as an A&R, kept on going, scouting talent. Mm. Then I got promoted to assistant VP. Oh, snap. Then I got promoted to VP. What? With the team. And what? And who? And yeah. what? So the grace of God, and like I've told people, you don't know me, John, but for the first time in my life, I'm being fully utilized. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Like, when yeah. we say fully utilized, because I don't know about you, but sometimes these musical spaces, you're put into the box. You have so much to give, you're put in the box. So in the music spaces, I am an educator. I'm a church musician. I have private students. I teach her child, Christopher. Shout out to Christopher, yes. my yes. piano yes. student. Yes. Um, so lots of piano students in the church and my elders. So I teach to the elderly and I play for the elderly and then you know just so many cool things I mean the interview with Michelle you know real chicks rock shout out and then everybody over here on Facebook so it's like OMG and then you know John every round going higher and higher you know I have not done what you have done brother but at 50 years old I'm like whoa like I'm at the you know like um there's a gentleman the um, black man that won the Tony Award at like 70 years old. And he said, when you get to the top of the mountain, you're at the bottom of the next mountain. Mm -hmm. So even though I got up to VP, I feel like I'm at the bottom of the the mountain because I can see all these other amazing things happening because I put my requests out to God and then he comes back with a little platter. You know what I mean? And somebody's like, here you go. Here's an assortment platter. I really did want all of these donuts. I really did. I didn't want just glaze. I really wanted all all of this. And he says, here you go, Tim. And then I take it. And I take that ball and run. Do you know what I mean? So I can't, John, we're going to talk offline. Because you are so super dope for your expertise and some things like that. And I'm sure we have people in common um, that we know. Even my brother-in-law, give him some shout-outs. Yes. Hey, Drew. Um, Phil Davis Davis. is my brother-in-law, married to my sister, and he is an amazing Grammy Award-winning jazz pianist. So my favorite musician in the A is now my brother-in-law. Believe it or not, that's the way that God works. Don't mean to turn this into a spiritual conversation, but we must give it to him. You know what I mean? Yes, thank you. No, you're welcome. You're welcome. You had to get that out. And that's why we're having these conversations. Yes, John. It's funny you should say say that in spaces. Excuse me. As I think about whether I want to travel and and how much I want to travel and, you know, who wants to do what and whether that's necessary because, you know, the pandemic has changed a lot of things. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that you can do online, mm-hmm. you know, live, but I've done a lot of live recording to be, uh, to be a broadcast online on your, in your house, or it can be done in arenas right. as well. But, but given that, I think there's also, you know, cause I'm, I'm, I'm 69 years old and I'm getting ready to, you know, I, I don't know how much longer I want to be carrying stuff, or, you know, and you better say that. Be, <laughs> we don't feel like carrying stuff no more. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I, all my stuff is just lightweight. You know, mm-hmm. However, you know, I want to add another thing, in, and I might, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about. I look on LinkedIn, and they say, "Oh, well, you, you, you might be able to be part of this, you know, this, this, you know, this thing using A and R or doing stuff." So mm-hmm. I might think about doing that as well. Right, right, you know, right, so yeah. I have, so I have another, so I have another option because mm-hmm. I have, the, I have the expertise. You know, mm-hmm. do we want so there's to, other, other things to think about. Do we want to start thinking about ways we can bridge the gap between what we know collectively as I'm going to say musicians and like kids mm-hmm. in school? Because it always the musical programs in school are always the first ones to get cut. Right. Always in arts and music. But I feel like we've become a little bit more well-rounded because of our exposure to music, Mm -hmm. especially when you become a musician, whether or not you take it seriously or not for the long term, that's not what I'm here about, but I I think it helps. It helps in other areas. It builds confidence, self-esteem, leadership. And we're not even going to talk about math because I totally ace math. I didn't have to take math at Spelman. I placed out in math. So I think that there Uh is like, you know, between music, it's all counting and everything anyway. Of course, it's very yeah. simple. But in the scheme of life, music and math go hand in hand. 
And when I got to Spelman, I didn't know if I wanted to do music or math. But I said, there's a whole lot more mathematicians than musicians. Mm -hmm. So I better go this way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's been a blessing. But, yeah, without to answer your question, I'm also involved in the Atlanta Music Project. Got to shout y'all out, too. Um, as a like, And the pandemic has changed things. But I was the choral accompanist. I was a collaborative pianist. And, again, this is in the urban community, my community in Southwest Atlanta. We built, or they built, the Atlanta University, uh, Atlanta University, Atlanta Music Project Education Center, Center for Performance and Education. This beautiful space in my neighborhood where mm. children are learning how to play orchestral instruments and sing. Do you know what I mean? By experts. Yeah. We didn't bring anybody in that didn't know what they were doing. Everyone is highly qualified. And now we've received funding. There's funding, there's scholarship funding at Clayton State. There's other funding we received from a private source and from um, the lady Jeff Bezos um, ex-wife. Mm. She's given uh -huh. money. We're one of the beneficiaries, 200 and something nonprofits that receive funding. Awesome. So big things are happening. And what a blessing it is that I can be a part of that too. I'm very proud of that. The, during the pandemic, we had to do things differently. They didn't really need the accompanist because everyone's virtual, mm -hmm. but I was still able to do things as I could. But yeah, I do agree with music. It makes a huge difference in any child's life. For all my students, they go from six years old up to probably 70 years old. And the impact that it's making every single day when they play, the ones that are naturals, the ones that are struggling, no, nobody's a lost cause. Everybody right. that wants yeah. to do it and my prices are affordable too. Because mm -hmm. imagine, you know, you know, in the old days, my lessons were seven dollars. You know what I mean? Seven dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every week, seven dollars yeah. until you get, you know, to the next level. But you up. want it to be affordable so anybody who wants to take a lesson can get it from a quality teacher that's not mean and not hitting you on the hand and cracking jokes. And making you smile. Then you can, then by the time you're grown, you have children. Hey, I want my children to have a similar experience. You know what I mean? John, so. I see you doing webinars or master classes. Uh, Me too. Definitely on that level because of your experiences and who you've worked with mm -hmm. and the way your mind thinks around music and the way you speak to people. You're a kind soul. You do have great relationships and friendships and so I know that the way you convey the importance of how one should learn a musical note mm -hmm. would be well received. So I'm just going to, mm -hmm. you know, share that with you. And yet to Tammy's point, Christopher mm -hmm. is his student, is her student. And yeah, we did have to shift and learn those lessons virtually where they're doing yeah. FaceTime, using an iPad, using an iPhone, whatever the technology we could do to keep things going. Mm -hmm. And we didn't miss a beat, didn't miss and, a beat. you know, unless we <laughs> decided not to have lessons that week. But we were here for it. Tammy was willing mm -hmm. to teach it. And, you know, by you being virtual in that space, you can get more people because there's no travel time. So you can oh, actually yes. you're turning over appointments or opportunities much more quickly than packing up or waiting for people to show up mm -hmm. and, and do all of those type of things. But I would really like to see that. I think what you've done, John, definitely is a, a legacy work. Yeah. And I would love to, to any, any way to inspire, however, to can make sure that what you've learned, we can pass on yeah. to these, uh, to these children, because there's definitely something amiss. I was on a conversation this morning where these uh, some of our children today or the generations coming behind us don't even know how to write love songs because it's just different. <laughs> it's just a different. You're right about that. It's just a different time. <laughs> so just the way that we write music, approach music, mm -hmm. listen to music, how it makes us feel is totally, totally different. For me, it's a life saving mechanism. It, it, it is. It takes me to a time and a place. I know specifics. I know the words. It makes me feel a certain way. And I know for most people who love music and mm -hmm. who are our musicians feel the same way. So this is, this is excellent. So yeah, I just wanted to throw that out for you. Um, for you. Well, for a minute, I, 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 did, I did teach for uh, two, three years at the, the Boys Club of New York. Nice. Open, uh, both downtown on uh, on 10th Street, you know they have a they, it, it, they have a large program where they do that. And I taught people who we came in from after school from nice. six years old to about 13 and, and different levels 
of of, uh, of, of ability. Some folks, you know, were had uh, I think were, were like maybe artistic or on or on a spectrum, but right. I like some of them can still play. Yeah, yeah. That, that has you know, and then and then and then uptown at 111th Street, I put together the um, the uh, the electronic music. Uh, 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 Center. They had one earlier that was on, that was on uh, a PCs, but then they, I switched it over to, uh, to 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 Mac for a couple of, for a couple of years, and and, and then the, uh, the, the 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 issue that we're talking about, I think, in in education, is that it is is that it's it's tied it's tied to to money mm. and to as opposed to developing. A full human being. Mm. The, 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 the schooling that we that we went that. that we went to that we went to uh, was about creating, you know, human uh, a, a human being that followed like maybe maybe the English style of uh, of even though they were thinking about empire building, it's still about it was following the Greek and Roman style of of this. The book is this big, right? Right. Well, the, the, and so you you can you do music and everybody's not going to be great at music or art or anything, but it's opens up your mind. Mm. Now they're, they're teaching the test. You yeah, know, that's true. And they're teaching the test, and um, I will say this about music now. Um, ethnically, I think black people in music are narrow cast. Mm -hmm. That is, that is not broadcast. In other words, yeah. in other words, in other words, the, someone my age if I'm doing country music and I, and and I'm not black, I might still be able to get a hit record on the, on the radio. But but now the, I'm I'm not doing that. You know that's not going to happen for me. Yeah. You know I might yeah. it, it, unless I it, it would have to be, it would have to be online or something on something like that. Right, right. So so by so what the kids say, oh you make beat, that's not play. so they <laughs> mean they do. Can you make a song? Yeah. You know like a DJ right. more or less. Right, but not necessarily do you play anything. So they learn to do that, which is one thing. That's fine, but they're not so they're much more. Yeah, there's no, there's nothing in school to cover the rest of it. You can cover all of that yeah. and do the beat. I, I don't have a to be. I'll, I'll, I'll close by saying this: I don't have a problem with uh, with the kind of music that's happening now because the type of music we went to a club for, our parents didn't like that neither. Mm. But <laughs> but but there's all kinds of radio. For all kinds of for all kinds of uh, music for other ethnic groups that get on the that, that get famous, and we only get to do this. Yeah, yeah. You know, this, I mean, so yeah, we have we have to we have to expand. Yeah, we gotta expand. Music. We gotta expand. Yes. So let me ask you this, John: Is there an yeah. artist that you'd like to work with that you've not done so already? Got somebody in mind? Anybody that you'd like to work with? Yeah, Joe Scott would be nice. Yeah, uh huh. I have oh, and I have some I have some friends. Uh, I was oh, uh, the other thing that I was lucky I was lucky because uh, my uh, a person who I call the older brother, his son is Salon Remy. Okay. So because of Salon Remy, I'm on Amy Winehouse's record. Yeah. Yay! So that was a that was a privilege I got to meet I, I got to meet her. Nice. And, and and that same fellow Salon Remy and some other friends of mine who are my contemporaries got to do uh, uh, the, the the United States versus uh, Billie Holiday. Ooh. So that Andre Day did a fabulous yes. job. Yes, 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 yes. And you said you were on that project too. No, I'm not on that one. Uh, uh, other friends of mine, uh, uh, the piano player on that one is uh, Alex Bunyong, who's also yes. Like that is so man, that because it's true. Like the world gets smaller as you get older. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you know yeah. that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So now it's a blessing when you go to an event and oh, there's my friends in the horns. You know, shout out yeah. to Mike Burton if you're listening. Mike Brand, you know, <laughs> there's like he it's like you know this person on bass, this person on keys, this person over here. Oh man, and then let's not forget the women, the black girl magic. Right. Do you know how exciting yeah. it is for me as a musician? My dream wasn't necessarily to go on world tours and do all that stuff. I can say I did it once. You know, even though it was 30 years ago, I did it once so I can check that mm -hmm. off. 
but I have other female musician friends that are doing it now. You know, like yes. Tracy, you know, when, when she and and uh, can't forget about Tasia, you know, on tour with Janelle Monet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like so many, and it's just a beautiful thing when you look and see the sisters up there too, because as you know, yeah. the brothers be up there all the time dominating, which is fine, yeah. but there's so many quality sister musicians mm-hmm. that are out there too mm-hmm. so it's really exciting to see when you turn on the tv hey there's some ladies you know what mm-hmm. i mean and of course like when beyonce first had her all-female band i auditioned yeah. i said i don't know if i'm gonna make it but i'm gonna try <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> i'm gonna yeah. try I, I, and then i know some of those people too yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So you yeah. know you're, what you're i mean you play that and, and also you have to remember that uh vocalists are musicians as well so they're very yes. they're very skilled you know the musicians who are vocalists who are female and we as, as, as well we should musicians who are vocalists should also study as much as they can about their craft whether they can read or not but they shouldn't consider themselves separate right from you know from the, from the craft. Yes, and thank you for bringing that into the discussion, too, because you're absolutely right. Yeah. I know some phenomenal vocalists as well, mm-hmm. so we can't leave. I mean, the brothers, too, we're talking about the sisters. We know, and I know you know of many, um, even yeah. here in Atlanta, many. super talented. And like I said, now, when you, when you know them personally and you give a shout-out or you're proud of them, mm-hmm. like, how cool is social media? I repost all the time, my brothers and sister musicians. You know, some of my right. friends just became, um, let's say they're a governor for the Grammy uh, Recording Academy. Now they're governors. Yeah. I just reposted wow. that stuff. I was so excited. Three people I yeah. knew. You know what I mean? So right. as it's, it's so much more than, you know, men and women, people of color, just really making power moves. Do you know? I don't know where I'm going to go. I'm a new executive. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I've never been a vice president yeah. in my life, John. You know what I mean? I've never led anyone except a choir, a <laughs> band, you know? And now I'm le- I have a team, you know? So yeah. when we talk about being fully utilized and all that we're capable to do, and there's so much more, you know what I mean? So these are the exciting times. People want to start slowing down. You ain't slowed down. I heard how old you no. are. You ain't slowing down. I ain't slowing down either. So you really want to say, keep up. You know what I mean? Keep up with us. You know, you're you're my senior, and I'm going to talk to you offline someday, sometime soon, that's right. and get some that's more right. from you and continue to be a sponge. And that's how I think our children, when we provide, like this one right here, Miss Michelle, <laughs> provide for her child. You know, even my little piano lessons once a week, I still am pouring into Christopher. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so all the children and all the people and all the people I, I touch, like, because I worked actually at Boys and Girls Clubs of America. That's where I was for 15 years at the national office wow. before wow. I became a full-time musician. So I think in these days and times, we keep pushing that needle mm-hmm. forward mm-hmm. in our musicianship. And the people that want to play by ear, I give them a little bit of room, but I want to steer them back to this book to learn the foundation of reading these notes and then go Mm -hmm. from there and then launch from there. Timmy, you got an artist you like to work with? Uh, Well, you know, in terms of my dreams, Stevie Wonder, who I absolutely love. Stevie, if I could work with him, meet him. Hold his hand or something, Stevie Wonder. <laughs> in terms of genius level, which is more of like what you're talking about, John, would be Quincy Jones. Man, when I watched yeah. the Quincy Jones documentary, I took orchestration. That was so hard. You know what I mean? So to know he was being, you know, writing for Frank Sinatra and going on tour. Mm-hmm. So in terms of like the genius would be him, uh, the my heart, my Stevie Wonder. In terms of my yeah. boo thing, that'd be Maxwell. Um, and then in terms of Black Girl Magic, Alicia Keys, because we're both classically trained pianists from up top, right. you know, like that. Right. That's why I would say Alicia Keys, because we'd be like that. Um, Jill, like you said, I've met her a couple times. I don't know her, you know, but um, uh-huh. it would be fun to work with her, too. Um, and I mean, there's just so many different musicians. I like her. She's new. Yeah, she's um, my cousin she's Robbie. She's amazing. Yeah. She's amazing. My cousin Robbie was working with her, and that's how we got his Grammy. Um, I guess it was 2019, right before the pandemic. Um, and um, his name is, well, he goes by LB, but he's um, 
Robbie Dorsey. He's an engineer, and he's worked with all kinds okay. of people from the Roots and um, all kinds of people. But when he was talking about Gabby for like five years, all of us in the family, I told y'all about Gabby. Who's Gabby? Her. And he mm-hmm. went to the Grammys, and he said, if she wins album of the year, I'll, I'll get a statue. But if she wins best R&B album, I'll get a certificate. And she won best R&B album. Mm-hmm. So I was so right. proud of my cousin. He went to Howard, left Howard. Went to New York to be a music. So all this 20 years, yes. that's why I'm like, I don't mind waiting. You know what I mean? I just want to go to the Grammys. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't have to be yeah. a governor I can if I can go. So when we talk about the bottom of the mountain, and I have my sights yeah. set going higher, Africa, that's my dream. You know, I yeah. want to go to Africa, whether it's with or without artists, and go yeah. or tour. You know, hear the sure. rhythms and the beats and everything. If I went to, you know, Nigeria and heard some Afrobeat, I'd probably pass out and come back to life dancing. Um, oh, wow. But, yes, I have a whole lot of dreams, so I'm not giving up. That's why I'm like, John, I'm going to talk to you offline about some other stuff. <laughs> I, have, yeah, I got one more thing. Right. So, in 19, uh, 1980, uh, I ended up uh, playing with Harry Belafonte. Mm. So, we did, we, did all of, we did all of Canada and then. We went to we went to Cuba. We went to Cuba. Cuba. Yes, yes. I was in Cuba for ten days, and I was this close to Fidel Castro. What? Now, what yes, about a cigar? Did you get a cigar? Uh, I smoked, well, but I, you know, I I brought one home. <laughs> and, then, and then we and then we, you know then we went to Jamaica, mm-hmm. which which then which at that time they were having. Uh, uh, political turmoil. Mm. They, had oh. just, they had just tried to. They had just tried to, to assassinate the Norman Manley. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, and that's nineteen eighty. And I said, well, he said, well, he's coming to see us. And I said, well, where's he sitting? Because uh, they just shot at him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and you want to be alive? <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but, that, but that ended up being all right. Wow. So, John, you mentioned you got some things coming up. You wouldn't mind going back on the road. Some things looking pretty lucrative, but it's really based on where you are as a musician. So the conditions are fitting for you. So that's really exciting news. And so I'm so happy for you. How can people find you, John? Like, how can people find you on social media? You got some platforms. What you doing? Where you at? I'm on I'm on. I'm on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I'm John F. Adams, but there are other ones. There's other guys that are John Adams as well. John F. Adams, uh, and uh, yeah, I don't do the Instagram. I, I, you know, I, I hit that every once in a while, but I'm on, but mainly mainly Facebook. Also, you can look for me by name on. Uh, I have a single out that I put. It's called. It's called, uh, it's called Everything I Eat Turns to Gas. <laughs> <laughs> It's on. Yeah, it's on. It's, it's on. Um, it's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's on uh, uh, Sound. It's on SoundCloud as well. Okay. Under John F. Adams, and I'm also working with a, a young lady from Alabama who's a surgeon. Young, like if she's a, a very talented uh, entrepreneur who runs a spa for wellness from here yes. to here. Yes. And. And uh, her name, uh, she goes by the Real Talk MD. Mm. So we wrote, we wrote. She's she's on those same platforms, uh, uh, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and we have two tunes on there. One tune is called "There's an Acronym Mace," you know, meditate, uh, affirmation, communication, mm. elevation, awesome. and uh, another one called Power. So we wrote that. Uh, you know, this year. So those are two things that that you can look for. And also, I'm performing with the uh, uh, the uh, African artist. Her name is Natu, N A T U, Camera, uh, C A M A R A. She's from uh, Guinea Conakry. You know, they, they speak French mm-hmm. and and then and their native languages. That's mm-hmm. what we're going to rehearse with now. That's awesome. We're, we're, so so we're, if you look for her. She's posted uh, where we will be uh, next weekend. Nice. Congratulations, oh, John. Yay. That's, awesome. That's some good stuff. Awesome stuff. We're going to check you out. Awesome stuff. <laughs> Tammy, what's going on with you? What projects do you have going on? Well, uh, <laughs> mostly, mostly I'm going to talk about the A&R side. Okay. Um, so Wealth Nation. So I have three artists 
that I work with personally. So we have Ariel Views, A R I E L, Ariel Views Music, and he is releasing his second single called Focus. On uh-huh. Friday, June 25th, mm-hmm. and he's having his his uh, single release party at Cat's Cafe, y'all. Mm-hmm. You guys that are in wow. Atlanta, come on to Cat's Cafe, Saturday, June 26th from 6 to 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, then my second artist, Gifted Youngsters, he's in Seattle, and uh, he's a hip-hop artist, and is Gifted and then Youngsters, but with an A-Z on the end, Gifted Youngsters. Um, he's okay. doing some big things. And then my third artist, um, her name is Tabitha. She's brand, brand new. So I can't say anything about Tabitha right now because that's how new she is. Okay. Now, also, there's another artist. So I have, I told you guys I have a team. So as a team lead, one of the artists is named Luau, L-U-O-W. And me and my daughter Gabby are featured in his new music video called All That and Some Chips. And he's from Louisiana, and I play the mom, and Gabby plays the, the sister, and it's very cute. Mm-hmm. But it already has 125,000 views, probably more than that. Go on YouTube, look at wow. Luau, L-U-O-W, um, for that song. And then there's this other set of twins named the Stoners. Their last name is Stoner. And um, mm-hmm. they're hip-hop artists, and they're coming out soon, the Stoners. Um And then there's another gentleman, I'm also on that team, uh, named Jay Monday. He's dope. He's a chiropractor, a a doctor, medical doctor, something. He's dope, too. Jay, letter J, Monday. And he has a new mixtape called Homage, H-O-M-A-G-E. And and then there's also A.K., He's a Wealth Nation artist. He was just offered two record deals. Which one shall he choose? I don't know, but he's pronounced A-Y-K-A-Y. There's another artist named Dottie Line who is a girl dad. And um, he's releasing something, D-O-T-T-I-L-Y-N-E, who's a girl dad. And happy Father's Day to him and Mm -hmm. these other fathers out here. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to stop there because I could keep going. Um, but I'm very thankful and grateful. I love giving shout outs to everybody. And then follow me, Tam Tunes. Okay, follow me, T A M for Tammy, T U N E S, Tunes for Melodies. So Tam Tunes on Facebook, on IG, on Twitter. Um, that is me. And I'm also on LinkedIn, Tammy mm-hmm. Harper. Mm-hmm. Also on Facebook, I maxed out at 5,000. I'm going to delete somebody and add John <laughs> F. Adams so I can add That's him right. on. <laughs> but Tam Tunes on Facebook only has 900 and some. So follow me on Tam Tunes on Facebook, Tammy Harper on Facebook. Put in a request and we we'll have to delete somebody and add you. But I'd be happy to. And thank you, Michelle, for this oh, opportunity. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, cuz. You're welcome. Cause. You know, uh, John, we are so uh, proud of you as a family. I just wanted to extend this platform to you just to let thank people you. know the body of work that you've done. Because uh, I, I consider it legendary. So thank Me you too. for everything that you've done in the musical <laughs> thank space. You. Thanks for being one of my favorite cousins. I love you. Hi, Karen. Tell Karen I said hi in the background. Tammy, you know, we love you here in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, Tammy (laughs) is just this burst of energy, uh, guys, that you are experiencing here. This is all the time. All the time. This is all the time. Tammy is this way. She's great. She's a wonderful person. Thank you. And she's a musician that is out and playing and teaching and loving and singing. And her energy has been great. Oh, I forgot something. Excuse me, please. I'm going to be on live stream on Vinkman's. Vinkman's on Wednesday. Me and Miss Miller, Deborah Miller. Hi, Deborah Miller. So once you follow me at Tam Tunes, I'm sure I'm going to post something again. But this is Wednesday, 630 to 830. And I think it's like TV slash Vinkman. V-E-N-K-M-A-N-S. TV slash Vinkman, 630 to 8.30, and you just and we can see you and we can talk back to That's you cool. while we're performing two hours straight. Um, me oh, wow. and Deborah Miller. So I'm on keys singing backgrounds, and Deb is our lead vocalist. Yeah, That's for good. Wednesday. It's thank good. you. It's good stuff. Thank you guys. I want to thank you guys. Um, today's sponsor is um, I like her. I like her energy, and I love what she's doing. It, the real Madam CJ. She oh, has. CJ. She's awesome. 
Divine Clementine Bath and Body is now available on KrogerFarmersMarket.com. This is really big because what is the difference between Kroger Farmers Market and all the other Kroger e-commerce options? The products available for purchase and delivery through Kroger Farmers Market are grown, Mm -hmm. harvested, sourced, and made by local farmers artisans and sellers only the products are only those that you would find at your local farmer's market and not where you would find at the kroger stores so this is awesome congratulations madam cj for this she i i have the soap i've used the soap it's really great it is really taken off a lot more people are interested in it because we are caring about what we put on our skin not only what we eat and put in our body but what we apply to our skin our natural skin care and the and the soap has been really great it has helped people with eczema. It's just really, wow. it's a really That's good, awesome. it's a really good product. And so I just wanted to, I'm thankful that she's our sponsor for today. Keep up the great work. Keep Go up um, the things that you're doing and saying to enlighten us in the community. We mm-hmm. love it and we love the way you deliver the message. So congratulations to Madam CJ mm-hmm. and go to Kroger Farmers Market and get that Divine Clementine Bath and Body products that she's selling through them now Mm -hmm. i also want to thank our listeners we got some listeners way across the pond in the uk and germany and paraguay thanks you guys and get live radio for checking us out thank you here locally in the atlanta metropolitan area on wdjy 99.1 fm thank you so much for leaning in listening asking questions asking about the show liking the show we love the fact that you're doing it and you also check us out on live streams as well thank you so much special thanks to beat break radio fm.com we you know what you know it guys i love you guys thank you so much for airing our show on that platform now for you guys listen ever since we turned season six i've been doing this for five years awesome yeah and so in april we started our sixth season and so i decided to close out the show with a tribute to somebody that I love in the musical radio communication media space. That is the late, great Frankie Crocker. And the one thing right. that he always said to us was, may you live to be 100 and I live to be 100 minus a day so I never have to know that beautiful people like you had passed away. Thank you, everyone, for your time. I'm Real Chicks Rock. You know where to find me. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and check out the website, realchicksrock.com. Until next time, you guys, be well, take care, and continue. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you have a product or service you'd like to have promoted during the show, please contact us at info at realchicksrock.com, and we'll send you the details. We're reaching the masses, and we would love for you to join us on the ride. Until next time, take care and continue to rock on.